0: so if you're just joining us for the first time ever welcome yes to part four of scarcity part four of scarcity i don't know if there's been something in your life where you felt lack where you felt that you've maybe been a little limited maybe um restricted whatever that might be our god is not a god of scarcity you know, and we, we tend to build walls when we feel that things are going to be taken from us or we need to protect something, and not all walls are healthy. And if you've ever struggled with the mindset of, what have I done to deserve this? <laughs> Could it be me? Maybe like me, you struggled with the thought or the idea that you, you must have done something wrong, and therefore, that's why bad things are happening to you. But what if bad things are happening because you're doing the right thing? Come on. Maybe you're doing something right. But maybe you become sick. Maybe you've been under attack. You've lost someone or something, a relationship, a resource, a right. Whatever the reason, you feel robbed and you start to blame others. And when you're done with blaming others, you might start blaming yourself. You, you, you blame your actions. You might even blame your thoughts. Could it be my stinking thinking? Maybe is that what got me into this trouble in the first place? How do I take that thought captive? How do I transform and renew my mind and not conform to the patterns of this world? Romans 3.23 says that we've All sinned, every one of us. We all fall short of God's glory. And so is our shortcoming, our shortcomings, our our sickness, are they a result of our sin? Are we being punished? When you think this way, you may slip into the mindset of fear instead of the momentum of Faith. Am I being punished? When that happens as a, a defense mechanism, yes, we start to build these walls. We put these walls up and without intentionally doing it, we keep people out, we keep God out, and sometimes we keep the scary things in. The good news is that your miracle awaits for you today. It's yours. And it begins with a shift in your mindset. A shift in your mindset. Miracles are in motion for you today. And we shift when we pivot to the scripture, to God's word, which directs us to his spirit. And I want to share with you a story where Jesus, he kind of had the M.O., of messing with people's mindsets before they would, before he would mess with their method. Before you would see a miracle, you would see a shift in the mindset of others. And Jesus was shifting the mindset of his own disciples, the religious leaders, those that believed and those that didn't. And so if you brought your Bibles with you today, I'd encourage you to turn to John chapter nine. If not, it'll be on the screen for those of you watching online, it'll be on the screen. And uh, if you have your phone or an app with you and you happen to have version, it's a great app, by the way, great app, uh, my notes are already on there. So you can go right on there, take your own notes, go deeper, take it to the next level. But if you search U version and search for under events in the corner, you will find the first one will pop up is College Street, Victory Church. So let's get into the word together. Now, I've asked a dear friend of mine to help me out. He knows very little about what's about to happen. So how many of you know that takes trust? How much do you trust somebody when they say, like, when they start off with the words, do you trust me? <laughs> You know, sometimes it takes time to trust. Someone once told, someone wise once told me, it's not that that trust is something that just takes time, but trust is given, mistrust is earned. I'll say that again, ladies and gentlemen, trust is given, mistrust is earned. We are to trust in the Lord with all our heart, We're not on our own understandings and always acknowledge him and he will make our path straight. There's a lot that God wants to do right now, and it takes trusting in him and trusting in godly men and women in this season. It's not a whole lot of time. He's got a lot that he wants to do right now. So without any further ado, um, this will be interesting. I've blindfolded Vince. Some of you might know Vince. Vince, why don't you walk towards the sound of my voice, brother? (laughs) That's as far as I'm letting Kelsey take you. That's it, Kelsey. Come to the sound of my voice, bro. I got you. Ladies and gentlemen, you put your hands together for Vince Perron. (laughs) Head of hospitality. He serves so hard. He has given up house and home on several occasions to plant churches. (laughs) You're doing good. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Come on back and sit down. Take a seat there, brother. You made it. You made it. Can I get you anything? Water, coffee, anything? good, thank you. You're good, okay. Let's see if you're still good. You're going to go from good to great. I believe that. Vince, it's an honor to have you on stage. You serve so many people. This is a man that doesn't get enough credit. You see, because a lot of the times, the things that we do for God, the things that hold the most value, nobody sees except God. And Vince is one of those guys that, he picks up garbage. He's the last guy to leave on Sunday. Make sure all the garbages are taken out. He he mows the grass, cuts the grass. I'm finding out he just does things I don't even ask him. He just sees a need and he does it and he fills a need. When I say that Vince has given up house and home and job to be a part of this church, he has. And I know that's not what this is about and he doesn't want the credit and, and he Likes to do it, let his right hand not know what, or his left hand not know what the right hand is doing. But I just, I just want to honor my brother and my friend today. But Vince, like many of us, we've been in this season where we feel like we've been in the dark. On where we are led, or, or, or what to do, or who to listen to, where to go. And starting in verse 1, it says, As Jesus went along, he saw a blind man, a man blind from birth, from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? Denis and Mireille, I know you're watching right now. <laughs> you haven't sinned. That's his parents' name, by the way, watching in Calgary, Alberta. Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Born blind. How many times do we judge a person by their situation without having clarity of context? Oh, he must have done something wrong to deserve to be on here. What did he do that Pastor Matt would have him come out blind in front of everyone? Must have done something, or did he do something right? See, there are many that are in need of a cure that are cast aside. Many that are in need because we're so quick to judge their situation and miss the Spirit of God. The disciples' religious response was, who sinned? That was a religious response, a limiting belief, a limiting mindset that a lot of people were carrying and were missing their miracle. And they were missing the message. Why? Because they were so hung up on the methodology. My first point is the key to unveiling your miracle is unlocking your mindset. Romans 12 says that we are not to conform again to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You know, when your mind goes to worry, you should right away go to the Word. Right? When your mind goes to scarcity, you should go to the Scripture. When your mind goes to wandering, you should go to worship. Because what you focus on is what you give power to. And let's be clear about the the question concerning uh, about sickness as a result of sin. In a sense, yes, all sickness is a result of sin. Not that you've sinned, that is. But all sickness is a result of sin's effect in the world. Hear me out, ladies and gentlemen. Watch this, watch this. The reason for the existence of pain, sorrow, sickness, and death is because of the effect that sin has on the universe. When sin entered into the world in Genesis 3, the world became cursed and corrupt. Therefore, any time you've got sickness of any kind... It is because we live in a fallen and corrupt world, which is waiting its renewal. Romans 8, 20 to 21 says, for the creation was subject to frustration. How many of you have been a little frustrated lately? Seven of you? Okay, there we go. Hello, you can be real. (laughs) Thanks, Vince, still with us not by its own choice but by the will of the one who subject it in hope say hope in hope that creation itself would be liberated from the bondage of decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God if it were not for hope why would we be here if it were not for the God put something inside of you that knows that you were made for more, to be whole, to be set free, to be healed, to not just experience more, but do more, not just for your family, but for this community, if it were not for hope. See, one day the world will be made new, there won't be any sickness. And in Revelations 21.4, it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Every tear. There will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying or pain. For the older things will have passed away. In Revelations 22, verse three it says, No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God And the lamb, being Jesus, will be in the city and his servants will serve him. Praise God. But as long as we live in a world that is cursed and corrupt by sin, there will be sickness. Most of the sickness we experience is just a result of sin's curse. Because our bodies are fallen. Sickness occurs often not because God is punishing or disciplining us, but because of the condition of the world in which we live in. Family don't see the condition and miss the cure. Don't be so focused on the condition that you miss your cure. We can miss our assignment when we assume. We assume. We assume we think we know what's all going up in here. What's all going on out there. Don't miss your assignment. Your assignment doesn't change. Your mission that is great has never changed. It is the great commission to go into all the world making disciples and baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When you feel like you got pushed back, remember who's pushing you up. Remember who you're lifting up. Just like if you may have not heard of this story about the Israelites, God's chosen people that were oppressed in Egypt because of the leadership. Oppressed. It says, the more they oppressed them, the more they grew. That message is for you. You are God's chosen daughter, Danny, and your family, Sheldon. You were set apart. No sickness, no disease, no thought that is not of God will come near your home. You are God's chosen. Paul, for your girls, you were chosen. You were set apart the very thing that feels like it might be happening to you, God is going to show you it's actually happening for you. Because you are all set apart. And the enemy wants to blind you. But Christ wants to give you sight. Born blind. how many of us How many of us have been born blind, not physically blind, but there are those of us that have been spiritually blind. Where have you been blinded from your breakthrough? Where is the enemy trying to take away the light so that you won't have sight, keep you in the dark? Second Corinthians four, four says the God of this age, being Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light, so they cannot see the light of the gospel that's displayed through the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Can you see the light? Jesus later tells the religious leaders In John 9, 39, he says, I have come to give sight to the blind and to show those who think they see that they are blind. My second point is, blinded minds are the cause for missed miracles. Blinded minds... As a man thinks in his heart, so he is or so he becomes. Christ gives us clarity. When we we can see, we can receive. When the veil is removed, our rights are restored. We stop searching for reason and we start receiving the revelation. What's the revelation? That Jesus is Lord. That he is our healer. That by his stripes we have been healed. I like this part because it's all in red. Meaning it's straight out of the mouth of God. And Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. What the enemy meant for evil, God will take and turn into good. Jesus is in the business of turning messes into miracles. Pain into purpose and tests into testimony. He is in the business of rewriting our story for his glory. God wants to make a display of your discomfort. He wants you to know that you are no longer a product of your past and nor are you a prisoner of it. Jesus said in verse 5, he says, I am, well, I am in the world. I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground. He made some mud with the saliva and then he put it in the eyes put it on the man's eyes (laughs) thank you Father God for Vince thank you Father God for your healing power through my, my brother right now God, that you are not a God of confusion, but a God of clarity and forgiving sight and giving this man your might. Go, he told them. Wash in the pool of Siloam, where the word means sent. So the man went, and he washed, and he came home seeing. (laughs) That takes trust, bro. Here, here, here. Wipe Wipe the dirt away, but don't go away, brother. I'm not done with you yet. (laughs) Here, <laughs> this for you too. The next point might sound a little silly, but notice how this this man had to take action. Notice how he had to follow the voice of the Lord, and then he had to go through steps, and it. It wasn't until he went to the next step and he went and washed off that he could see. But I want you to notice something that we probably read over so much in the scripture and it's what Jesus said before he took action. And the third point is you need to say it and then slay it. How are you going to overcome your mindset? By the word of God, by speaking the word of God. What you say will determine what you slay. Notice that Jesus said a powerful statement there before healing the blind man. He said, I am. I am the light of the world. That's a powerful I am statement. And then after saying it, he took action and healed the man. I am. Two most powerful words in the world that you will ever speak. The name given to our God, I am. He is everything that you are not. He is everything that you are missing. He is everything that you lack. He is the great I am. And what we announce will activate our action. What is the power to overcome darkness? Light. 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 So even though you may be born into darkness, a sinful world, for those of us that are believers and followers of Jesus, we have the light. In John 8, 12, it says when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life. Christ gives us clarity so we can activate the cure. You know, the Greek word for cure is therapia, meaning therapy, treatment, remedy, medication. In Proverbs four twenty to 23, it says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Vince, I got to ask you, bro. What was it like? What was it like when I asked you to walk on stage in darkness, knowing everybody else was watching? It was fun. What was it like when you when you could i don't know maybe you heard some people chuckling but you only had the sound of my voice to follow what was it like what were what were some of the things that you worried about from getting from there to here and still following my voice what were some of your thoughts that were coming through your head well there's that speaker (laughs) (laughs) and then uh there's the, the stage for the drums And then, you know, there's me falling over, which was my idea, you know, and that'd be embarrassing in front of everybody, but kind of funny at the same time too, if it was, so. Um, But yeah. So do you think sometimes, you know, we can laugh at it now and it's good to laugh at it. Or do you think sometimes there's things that you're focusing on and you're looking at that are actually causing you to stumble? Instead of walking towards the sound of Jesus, instead of running towards his voice, you move slowly and your head is down instead of your head being up? Do you think there's times when you feel like even now that you're you're a part of this church and you're a leader in this church and you're serving in this church and you have those moments where you're like, God, what have I done? I have served you. I have given up house and home. Sickness is not of you. Anxiety, fear, depression, not of you. You ever had a what have I done moment and thought maybe it's what you've done or a thought of yours that is the cause of what you're struggling with. Oh yeah, definitely. How about this? How about when I touched your face with mud? Did you have an idea that maybe that was coming because you knew the scripture? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What was that that like? I know you're not blind, but to be in darkness through the whole message. What was that like? Tell me, like, what does it feel like sitting here on stage and not feeling anything until I touched you? What is that like? It was really weird. It was a little bit of anxiety because I couldn't look like I'm used to, but I could hear more than I'm used to. So it was almost like overwhelming, but underwhelming at the same time. A little bit weird on the senses. Something interesting you said. So when you were in the dark, other senses were heightened. When you were in the dark, would you say that you could hear more clearly? Oh, yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's this that causes us to stumble. It's what we look to. And if the enemy can't defeat you, he sure will distract you. Look here. Look here. Look what's happening over here. Shouldn't you fear? Look here. Look here. When Jesus is saying, look here. He's saying, look here. So you haven't heard from me lately. Look here. Everywhere it's red. Look here. Look here. Look here, look here. I am speaking to you right now. Look here. Look here. Romans 8, 28 says that, that all things work together for good. All things for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Look here, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for his plans and purposes are to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Look here, Psalm 91 says that you will step on the heads of serpents and of lions. No disease will come near your home. Look here, look here. No, not your tent, not your home. No, 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 no. Look here, look here, look here. See, it's in focus that gets us further. Sometimes it's okay. It's it's good to be still and know that he is God and to shut out the things of the world and allow God to shine into your situation. Before the blind man could see, he had to walk towards the voice of Jesus. Before we can see, we need to listen and recognize the voice of the Lord. The disciples saw a blind man, but they were the ones that were actually blind. They had to first hear the teaching. They needed to hear the teaching of the Lord before they could receive and see the miracle. The greatest miracles that we will overcome is the miracles of limiting mindsets. Faith comes from hearing the word. Hearing God's voice. He is the good shepherd. We are the sheep and we recognize his voice. We know where to go. We know who's leading us and who's lying to us. But that's only if you recognize his voice. If you spend time with him. And there's those like the Pharisees. Even though they hear, they do not Listen. You ever said that to your kids? (laughs) I hear you. No, you're not listening. (laughs) It's in one ear, out the other. In verses 40 to 41, some of the Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him. They heard Jesus and they asked them, are you saying we're blind? Come on, verse 41. If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Could you possibly be so focused on waiting for, looking for a method that you are missing the message? Like the religious leaders that you are hanging on to man-made religion and you are missing the relationship. Imagine a church... Ladies and gentlemen, would you stand with me one more time? Imagine a church. A church that where we see and other people see and can come in and have clarity through Christ. Where people could walk down the street, walk in and receive hope and healing through Jesus. Where they can encounter clarity In a world full of confusion Christ where mindsets and miracles are a common occurrence because of the assurance of Jesus Christ the verse I have for you is mark 16 17 to 18 and it says these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. They, and if they drink anything deadly, if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Our takeaway, ladies and gentlemen, is don't let blind people Proofread God's vision. Don't let blind people proofread God's vision. Don't let blind people proofread God's vision. The next time you feel scarcity, the next time you feel insecure, go to the scripture. What does the word say? And then worship on it. Let it be your weapon. Let it forever be on your lips. We're going to pray together right now. If you're feeling like scared, anxious, unsure, if you're in need of a healing, name is Jesus He didn't come to start a religion He came to start a relationship with you you see true religion Paul said is taking care of the orphans and the widows it's people that need a hand not just a hand out but a hand up to Jesus we all know what it's like to feel hurt all know what it's like to struggle with sin and sickness today we're going to say it and God's going to say it Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9 if we believe in our heart confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord if we believe that God the Father raised his son from the grave we will be saved There's no conditions to that. The condition to that was Christ, and he took it to the cross. Every messed up thing, every sickness, every disease, everything that you would go through, he took it to the cross. Fear has no place in here. Neither does sin or death. And when you invite Jesus into your heart to be Lord over your life, when you speak it, the Spirit comes in. It starts to slay away all those things. Do you will you still struggle? Oh yeah. The difference is there's no authority of those things on your life anymore. The only authority is Jesus in you and through you. And so if that's you today, I want I want to lead you through a prayer right here right now. God's word, not pastor's word. God's word. Let's just repeat this prayer together right here, right now in the house. Let this be off our lips. Let it be our worship. Let it be our sword. Say, Dear Jesus. Oh, let me hear that name again. Say, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I know what it's like to struggle, I know what it's like to feel blind. would you please forgive me? Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you forgive me of my past? See, I believe. Say, I believe that you chose to die for me. Say, I believe that you rose from the grave. And I believe that you are Lord. Over my life. Come into this heart. Come into this body. I thank you that my past is past. And today is a new day. With you. In Jesus name. Feel the presence of God in this place. Just stretch out your hand. If you or someone you know has been in need of a healing stretch out your hand not, not, it's not to me, it's to Jesus stretch out your hand when two or more are gathered together in his name he is there in the midst of them signs and wonders will follow those that believe and every Sunday, every time we gather every connect group, every time we lay hands every time we pray we see miracles that are in motion in this house we've seen people that couldn't walk, walk dead, literally brought back to life overcome addiction, relationships restored. Lord, I pray right now for my brother and my sister, for my family and this family. I thank you, Holy Spirit, right now, would you just touch them? Would you flow from the top of their head to the tip of their toes? Just say, Jesus. You see, it is the name that you say is above every other name, that every principality every other name must bow because of the name and the authority in Jesus and Jesus we thank you for healing us we thank you that by your stripes we have been healed we thank you for your healing power that flows to us and through us we thank you For clarity and vision and future and foresight and insight in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. And Lord, we will continue to worship you and honor you in this time together. Lord, we thank you that you have called us to make disciples of all the nation and baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We thank you that your word says that when we are baptized with you, we are crucified with you. When we come up out of the water, we thank you that your word says we are resurrected with you. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for each and every one that you've called by name. And if the Lord is calling you by name today, to come forward to be baptized just come on down lord we thank you now as we worship you in words we worship you in truth we worship you in spirit and we worship you in action let us worship together ladies and gentlemen